Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of What is the Arsenal Agenda? Uh, we join you, of course, every weekday morning at 10am. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. I'm joined this morning by Charlie. How are you doing, mate? You good, you well? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, good morning to those joining us live. As always, apologies for the slight later start to today's show. Charlie was, um, was just eating a late breakfast, so, uh, you know, <laughs> so we started late. Uh, no, I'm only joking. He had very important things to be doing. Um, but we are here to discuss, of course, uh, Arsenal's latest transfer news. Um, but there is news of a trophy being won. We saw uh, the Denver Nuggets yesterday, as Marcus points out, winning the NBA title. Another one of Stan Kroenke's teams. Does it give you a hope that maybe we'll see some money spent now to, to get Arsenal a trophy as well? Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether he'd put money that he gets from the basketball into into the <laughs> football. I don't I don't know whether that's what he'd want to do. I don't know whether he'd want to keep it just his, uh, his money that he wins from the basketball, keeping the basketball, fo- football money, keeping football, or whether he just accumulates everything and then just splits it up. I don't know what he's... I obviously don't know what he's doing with that, but obviously we've got 200 million coming in for the transfer window. We will have outgoings, so I don't think we'll need too much money, uh, too much more money. Um, it just depends really who uh, Arteta and Edu want to bring in, how many players they want to bring in. But in terms of us needing more money in the transfer window, I wouldn't say we'd need it, but. Obviously, it can help, can't it? You can't, you can't really deny the fact that more money wouldn't wouldn't help you. So, yeah, I I think I wouldn't mind it, but as I say, I don't think that he'd really do anything with it. He'd do anything different. Yeah, I don't. I think you know it's a difficult to understand, you know, because it's. I suppose when you own it, loads of different clubs, all the money is their money. So if money's spent by one club, I suppose it's you know, is it money made elsewhere potentially? It's, it's difficult to know. Uh, it's difficult to know. So let's wait and see uh, what ends up happening with how much money Arsenal end up spending. But uh, we do know that they might be making some money this summer from potential outgoings. And one of those players that could be leaving is Follerin Balogun. Uh, reportedly Napoli very interested in him now as well. That's Napoli, Milan, Inter, RB Leipzig, Marseille, Lille. Uh, I reckon think PSG have also been mentioned. A number of Premier League clubs have been mentioned. I think Arsenal are in a good place to potentially start a bidding war for Balogun, are they not? Yeah, definitely. I think Balogun is a perfect kind of example of someone that Arsenal, in my opinion, should offload. He hasn't played for... I don't think... I don't know whether he's actually even played a minute for us in the Premier League. I know that he's played for the... played in the kind of like lower lower end cup games of the FA Cup, etc., etc. So I don't really think he he has a place in his, in this Arsenal side, really. I, I think he knows that. You mentioned it yesterday. It kind of seems like his heart is set on leaving Arsenal and I don't blame him for it. But I think this is a perfect opportunity for Arsenal to make the most of it, if you know what I mean. I think we, as you say, start a build it, bidding war. I think his valuation is around £40 million. I think that's what we've set his price tag at. And I think that's a perfect kind of starting point. Um, obviously, bidding wars, you can never, t- you can't, ever tell whether every single club's going to go for that amount of money, but you never know. One club might go for 40 million and then it might be like, oh, AC Milan have gone for 40 million. How about as Napoli will go for 45? So it could. you never know. It could end up starting to go up and up and up, which 
would help Arsenal a lot going forward. I just mentioned there with Arsenal's kind of outgoings and the money that we bring in for the summer transfer window. These kind of outgoings like Balogun, who aren't going to get any game time at Arsenal, it's a perfect opportunity, as I say, to offload them, get the money in so we can then kind of spend that on other on other players. We know with Declan Rice and Caicedo, if we're to sign both of them, that's nearly the 200 million mark already uh, from what Kroenke is willing to kind of put into Arsenal this summer transfer window. So I think with outgoings like Balogun, an extra 40 million on top of that could be quite crucial in the way forward for Arsenal in this summer transfer window ahead of next season. And we can then bring in other players that that we're interested in. I know that some players are a bit too too expensive for our liking, but if we're to sell Balogun for 40 million, Tierney for around 40 million, 45 million, however much he's going to be, um, Possibly Jorginho, we've mentioned, Shaka, maybe even Partey, if Declan Rice and Caicedo are going to come in as well. We could have a lot of outgoings. And I think Balogun is one that I think, personally, we need to get him out of the club. If he's going to be around that 40 million mark, that could be huge for Arsenal because he doesn't do he doesn't really do anything in terms of playing for Arsenal. He doesn't actually do much for in terms of for Arsenal. So for someone that doesn't do so much, 40 million is massive for us. I think that is perfect. And I don't know whether that's why Arteta and I don't know why uh, whether that's why Arteta has sent him out on loan or whether he's sent him out on loan to prove himself. But we've seen that he's proven himself. It's just whether Arteta now thinks, you know what, yeah, he does have a place in our squad. No, he doesn't have a place in the squad. If Anketia goes, I can see Balogun kind of playing more of a role, but I would think that Balogun would be the first to go out of Anketia, out of him and Anketia because because of the reasons I just mentioned, he doesn't actually have too much of a part to play in in an Arsenal shirt. So if I, I can only see Balogun actually staying at Arsenal if Nketiah goes and Arteta offers him more of a role in an Arsenal shirt, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, we mentioned yesterday, I don't I don't know whether it will happen. We'd, we'd both like it to happen for uh, an out-and-out striker to be signed for us to offer some rotation for Gabriel Jesus to move out on the right. Saka have a break for once. I think you mentioned he was get, going up to 5,000 minutes or something in this season. I can't remember exactly what you said it was. But around that mark, that is, I mean, it's incredible that he's been able to do it, but he does need a rest. So I think someone... Yeah, 5,000 minutes it would be if he plays for England. Exactly. It's, cra it's crazy, crazy stuff. So I think we need to bring in a striker instead of get rid of Nketi, I'll bring Balogun into the starting lineup. I, I, I wouldn't be mad at it, but I think in, if we're going to introduce another striker to our team in the Premier League, I don't think Balogun is the way forward for that, especially if he's going to be £40 million. Um, we know he's obviously young. He's got bags of potential. Uh, I think it was 19 or or something. I can't remember how many goals he scored for Rems. I think in the league, it was around 91. 20 uh, like that uh, is fantastic he's he's clearly a very good player I don't know whether it's whether he'd fit the Premier League's kind of like style of play but he clearly does well in Ligue 1 and 
I'm sure he'd do quite well in other places such as Napoli, AC Milan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think a, uh, an outgoing like him would actually be massive for Arsenal. I think we need to make that happen. Yeah, without without a doubt. You know, I think that. Balogun is going to get Arsenal a significant amount of money. Uh, this, it's amazing the different kind of views people have. Freddie's here says Balogun has to be worth more than £45 million. Uh, and then you've got Martin who says we'll be lucky to get £25 million Balogun. For me, I think Arsenal should be looking around in between those two figures. The £35 million figure I think would be a fair price tag for Balogun. You know, anything lower than 30 and I've, I would be disappointed, I think, with that amount of money. Uh, he's got two years left on his deal. You know, he's homegrown in the UK. Uh, even though he's a US men's national team player, I believe he still counts as homegrown now. Uh, and I think that it would make perfect sense for Arsenal to use this as an example of where they can use the bidding process of clubs to maximise any potential value from the deal. Moving into potential incomings, uh, Zubamendi, the uh, Spanish international, has been speaking recently about his own future. Um, and interestingly, you know, Arsenal aren't the only club that were linked with him. Barcelona were as well. And yet, in an interview that he did with El Dario Vasco, uh, he says, inheriting Acer Iliramendi's number four motives uh, motivates me more than Sergio Busquets' number five, which is, you know, I think that's quite the statement. It clearly shows you that he's very attached to Real Sociedad, you know. And Arsenal have had a link with him in January. They were willing to pay, apparently, you know, we saw reports they were willing to pay the 45 million euro release clause. They didn't do that because of Amendi made it clear that he wanted to stay at La Real. And I, I've got to say props to the guy. You know, if he's determined to stay at the club, fair enough. Uh, especially if he doesn't want to be the Barcelona replacement for, for Busquets. But uh, he, uh, amongst, you know, others, I still think are very much on the back burner with the Declan Rice situation. But it's, I think it's refreshing to hear comments like that, to be honest, from a player like Zubamendi. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. It's good to see that players are willing to stay at their club, kind of create a legacy for themselves, like mm. Ilya Romendi has, like Sergio Busquets has. They're both big boots to fill. Obviously, Busquets, is a, his boots are a big bigger to fill than Ilya Romendi's, but I think, yeah, props to him for doing that. And I completely agree with you with, with the fact that he he has been put on the back burner a little bit with Declan Rice and with Caicedo as well. I think both of those players as well, they're two players that I'd much rather bring in than Zubamendi. You mentioned the his price tag uh, of, of his release clause. I don't think that we should be paying that amount of money um, when we're trying to kind of get Caicedo in for a possible £75 million and Declan Rice for... I think it's north of £92 million now. I think we're try- I think there might be a bit of... I can't remember. I think I saw a, a thing saying that there there are some discussions are still going on with the price tag that we're trying to that we're going to go for that we're going to um, be agreed upon. I think clubs, the two clubs, are trying to find uh, they're finding it quite difficult to agree on that. But that that kind of suggests that Zubamendi is going to be put even more on the back burner, especially when he's going to be around the fifty million pound mark. I think you said so. But yeah, props to him for actually willing to stay at the club and, as I say, create a legacy, be loyal to his club. Um, I think with the fact that he said that he that he doesn't want to go to Barcelona, I don't think it completely, I don't think it completely rules out a, a move to Arsenal. But as I say, I think I'd prefer to see Declan Rice and Caicedo in an Arsenal shirt. Um, I think Arteta and Edu, that it, it seems like they're pushing a bit more for those two as well over Zubamendi, as you say. And as I just said, uh, Zubamendi's been put on the back burner a little bit. 
And I completely agree with the fact that he should be. So with the fact that he said that he wants to stay, um, well, that he doesn't want to go to Barcelona, that he'd want to, he'd rather fill in Ilya Ramendi's uh, shoes. I think, yes, it might not kind of deem Arsenal kind of, it, it might we might not be completely out of the picture, but we might as well be, I think. I, I think the fact that he hasn't said Arsenal specifically is why there's the still kind of speculation of the fact that we might still have a chance. But I think if he's not going to go to Barcelona to fill Busquets' boots, mm. I don't think that he'd come to Arsenal to kind of be a player that is there for rotation. I can, I can only imagine that he would want to be, as he says, and as you just mentioned, Ilyaro Mendy, he would want to inherit Ilyaro Mendy's number four number. And once again, props to him, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in more midfielder potential incomings, Gundogan uh, is, is kind of our last topic to discuss today. Uh, of course, we know of the the, the Declan Rice situation, which continues to progress. The Guardian reporting yesterday that a hundred million plus agreement could be getting close uh, with West Ham. And... Uh, Gundogan continues to be a player that's also said to be of interest. Jacob Steinberger, the Guardian, reported that in that piece with with the Rice information. But uh, Per Mertesacker speaking in his punditry with the Champions League final was saying about how Arsenal might have an advantage because of you know Arteta's relationship with the player. Is Gundogan still a player that you'd like to see coming in? How realistic do you think it is with both Barca, the Saudi Arabia bids and, and Man City trying to renew his contract as well? I mean, I would absolutely love to see Gundogan in an Arsenal shirt. I think we've all spoken quite highly of him. We've spoken very highly of him. In fact, I have anyway. And I I think he is that player that can offer a bit more experience and rotation, with, especially with Shaka leaving and the possible incomings of Declan Rice, Caicedo. A, a midfield of Gundogan, Caicedo and Declan Rice could be immense. It could be... Well, sorry, I'm missing out Odegaard there. Uh, so, Gundogan... Odegaard, Declan Rice, and then possibly Caicedo to come and kind of bring into that as well. Um, that would be huge. That would be absolutely huge for us. And he could be a way forward for us in terms of he's got that experience in the Premier League when it gets to the nitty and gritty. Same with the Champions League, with us going into the Champions League for the first time in six, seven years. He would be a very good signing. But, I mean, Mertesacker said that we're in a good position to sign him. I'm not too, I'm being quite pessimistic with it for once. I'm being quite, for once, I'm actually being quite pessimistic. Normally, I'm quite optimistic. But with this one, I am quite pessimistic. He wants a three-year contract. And what we've offered him, I think we'd offered, I think I'd spoken about it a little while ago, we'd offered him a two-year deal. But that's not exactly what he wants. And Barcelona are willing to to do that and, I don't think Arsenal are willing to match uh, what Barcelona are going to what what Barcelona are offering him what Saudi Arabia would be offering him so I think a, a club in the Saudi Arabian league or or Barcelona I I would imagine that well I think they are um front runners for that instead of Arsenal I, I'm not quite sure on on Mertesacker's words saying that we're in a good position to sign him Obviously, it gives me a little bit of hope, but I am still being quite pessimistic about it because it just doesn't... If we're not willing to, to offer him a three-year deal and offer the amount of money that Barcelona are, what he is wanting, I can't see why he would want to come to Arsenal when we're not offering what he wants, if you know what I mean. So I think if we offer him what he wants, 
I think we're in a very good position. He's got a very good uh, relationship with Arteta. He'd stay in the Premier League. He wouldn't have to go abroad. And I think it it would, I, don't, I wouldn't say be a test. It would be a good thing for him to come to Arsenal to once again push us. I mean, he was Pep's first signing uh, in, in his Man City legacy. And he's kind of built that team with him, essentially. And now he's won the treble. You can only... It, I think it would be a good thing for Gundogan to to move to Arsenal and try and do that again at Arsenal. If you know, if you know what I mean. So I don't think I don't think he'd do it, but I think it would be a good thing for him to do and for every single Arsenal fan, everyone around the club. I think if we were able to sign Gundogan, it would be huge for the club and once again would be another scary signing for uh, for oppositions towards Arsenal, especially if we're going to be able to sign Declan Rice, Caicedo, we'd have Odegaard in that midfield as well, Bakaya Saka, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus. Obviously, when he returned to full fitness, when he returned to the Premier League start, uh, starting lineup, he was he was back to what he was. And that whole team as a whole is scary. And with Saliba will be coming back as well. That is, in a, that is an immense team. Uh, whether he he obviously does come, I'm I'm not too sure on it. If Barcelona are going to be pushing for that a little bit more than what we are, really. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that it's going to be very difficult to get Gundogan in the Arsenal door this summer. Uh, I think my likelihood expectation is that he will renew with with Man City. I think he'll he'll end up staying. Um, I just think that the the expectation is that City, if you're sitting, you're seeing what he's producing at the end of this season. How can you let that? that go when you can just sign him up to a brand new deal. Yes, they're interested in Mateo Kovacic, but still at the same time, I just think it makes more sense for them to to keep hold of, of a player like uh, like Gundogan. Um, we're going to finish the show there. Thank you, everyone that's tuned in to this morning's show. Really appreciate that as always. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you leave your comments down in the comments section. Also, you'll be able to keep up to date with everything that's going on with the Arsenal transfers on the Football.London website. And uh, yeah, Charlie, thank you for your time, mate. Thank you for having me and uh, thank you to everyone watching once again. Absolutely. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Have a great day. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.